spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the International Women's Motorsports Association, and this is the Racing Girls Rock Podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to our guest tonight. Haley Shanley uh, is another gal that I've met through social media. Wow, is that a different story? No, you hear it every week from me. It's pretty much how I've met all of these wonderful women that I've interviewed and, and met all across the United States and really all across the world. So I'm excited for Haley to be with us tonight, and she's going to share um, about her love of motorsports and how she got involved in it. So welcome to the show, Haley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. So Haley, first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you, where you hail from, and uh, a little bit about your family, pets, that kind of thing, so we can get to know you better. Absolutely. Well, I'm, uh, I'm 25 years old. I right now live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I just moved here about a month ago. Uh, born and raised in Minneapolis, the great white north. Um, so uh, coming down here, honestly, it feels kind of like uh, we fast forwarded the summer. I'm not used to being able to go in uh, t-shirts and shorts in April. So I'm, uh, I'm absolutely loving this. But uh, here in Indianapolis, it's my husband, Darren, and I. We have two cats, uh, Pablo and Bojangles. So we, uh, my husband and I actually work together at SpeedShift TV. So we get to travel the country, go around to all the different dirt track, asphalt, snow cross tracks, and, and it's, a, it's a good time for sure. But growing up in Minnesota, uh, rode dirt bikes for a while growing up, um, was always around snowmobiles, go-karts, um, was never competitive with them, but just did it for fun. Um, and that's what, that's kind of what you did in Minnesota. You know, if you, if you rode dirt bikes or raced dirt bikes in the summer, you were riding or racing snowmobiles in the winter time. So today I'm very involved in snow cross racing, ice oval and snow bike cross. And that all comes from my, uh, my dirt bike and, and snowmobile experience growing up. So. Very, very cool. So, um, I just, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So we had snow yesterday, just so you know, you're not missing anything. And uh, we had about an inch of snow on the ground, which now I'm looking out my window, it's gone except for the shaded areas. So now I think that was our last snow. I probably shouldn't say that, but we're all hoping up here that's our last snow because we start racing around here, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. And uh, we don't want any of that kind of weather for the racing. So, yeah. So, um, so Haley, tell me a little bit about um, how did you get started with SpeedShift TV? And tell us a little bit about that as well for the people that maybe haven't heard of it. Absolutely. So I'll start with what SpeedShift is. So we are an online streaming and broadcast provider. So what we do is when we work with a track or a series, we are orchestrating the production, the, the broadcast that you know you see on, on your device. So when we, we stream, it's all online based. So um, you can do it at speedshifttv.com. Um, you can also find us on all social media, um, but that's what we are. We are all passionate about dirt track racing. We all come from different areas of 
motorsports and motorsports marketing. Um, so we're really, uh, we're, you know, we, we cover a lot of ground in the events that we broadcast, but we're a relatively small team and just a bunch of motorheads doing what we absolutely love. Um, the company's been around since 2014. Uh, so this will be our fifth year in operation here. And um, a couple of core members of our team, Darren Shanley, my husband, Chet Christner, um, he's our announcer and one of our other production gurus. Um, it, uh, it started mostly with those two. So back in 2014, we had all worked with each other here and there in motorsports media. Um, Darren and Chet and a couple of other buddies got together and said, hey, we want to do this. We want to we want to start our own brand and, and attack it, and they they did. Um, and at the time, I was in college. I was going to South Dakota State University, and I I didn't have time for a full time gig or you know maybe just a couple part time hours here and there. But I said to Darren, my boyfriend at the time, I said, Hey, whatever you need, I'm here. I'm along for the ride. And um, he comes from a, a graphic design background. That's what he went to school for. I studied broadcasting in school for a little bit. Um, and more towards the end of my college career, I focus more on the advertising public relations side and Chet, um, he's a very well-known announcer. So um, the three of us, mostly, mostly the efforts of those two um, created what Speed Shift is today. So we've been, uh, we've been going strong, experiencing lots of growth each and every year and just keeps getting better and better and we enjoy it very much. You know, what's interesting about that is that it's all, it's all internet based and um, so when I started my magazine, when I started the IWMA, I have a graphic design background as well. And I used to own a weekly newspaper years ago. And um, so I thought, well, I will, I will publish a digital magazine because I know a couple things about publishing. The magazines that I get in the mail are getting thinner and thinner. There's not much in them to the point where I think they're all going to go digital because going through the mail and the printing costs are so outrageous and the mailing costs are so expensive and we all have this device next to us almost 24 7 right so yes. so that's so i never even thought about really printing the magazine i knew digital was the place to go and then i got involved in doing the podcasts which are again all internet based and and, and that's the way of the world, isn't it now? I mean, I'm not going to say that TV's going away anytime soon, but I think that the things like what you're doing are gaining more and more momentum and more and more followers. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Digital is where it's at. And you, and you know, more and more people are cutting their cable costs to bring on OTT, like your Apple TV, Chromecast, um, you know, apps on your phone, your, your tablet. Um, so it's just all about getting that content in front of your audience. And that's where I feel that speed shift is really capitalized is just honing in on that digital market for sure. It is. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you cover, like maybe some of the tracks you go to, what do you cover series? Um, where do you travel to? Just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we, um, predominantly we cover dirt track racing. That's been our bread and butter. Um, so, you know, dirt, dirt late models, modified sprint cars, midgets, we're, uh, we're all over the place. And not just here in the States, in the winter time, we are doing a lot of streaming over in New Zealand and Australia, which is very exciting. And that's actually new to speed shift this year. Um, so that's really big for our, our open wheel fans here in the States. I know there's a lot of crossover with that, uh, with mm -hmm. our international fans there. Um, but uh, we do some of the series we work with, our all-star circuit of champions, 
power eye midgets and uh, war sprint cars. We also work with um, SCCT, uh, King of the West sprint cars. Um, we're, uh, we're kind of all over the place. So there's, there's some series that work with like all stars where we cover the entire series. And there's a, there's some series or, um, you know, speed weeks that we'll work with. Um, there's some series that they only want their highlight or premier events color covered, but there's also uh, tracks that we work with where we cover their weekly racing, like Kokomo Speedway is one, uh, Port Royal, Lincoln Speedway. Um, so we uh, we're very fortunate to have a couple crews throughout the, the U.S. here that allows us to be able to put on sometimes upwards of five, six shows a weekend. So we're, uh, like I said, heavily in dirt track racing, but in the wintertime, we work with a racetrack up in Minnesota called ERX Motor Park, which is actually my home track, and we cover their uh, this year we're covering their Lucas Oil Midwest Off-Road National. In the wintertime, we cover their snowmobile events. Um, we also work with Eagle River Der Derby Track up in Wisconsin and do their uh, Eagle River, the World Championship Derby. So there's some ISO in there too. We'll do the uh, Little 500 at Anderson Speedway um, Asphalt. We don't do as much in asphalt. Um, that's pretty much our, our biggest one. We'll do some asphalt sprint car racing out in California. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. We, we cover a lot. You sure do. So, uh, on a typical weekend, uh, like you, are you going one place and your husband goes somewhere else or are you, are you all kind of as a team, you go somewhere and cover whatever's going on? Sure. It, uh, it varies every weekend. So there'll be some weeks where, um, like last year, for example, my husband, Darren and I, we got to go out to a uh, Pennsylvania speed week for 410 sprint cars. And we also got to do Ohio sprint speed week for the all-star circuit of champions together. So, um, sometimes we get to travel together. Other times we don't. Um, what's cool about Darren, Chet and myself is that we, we basically know how to do almost every job related to the, uh, the production. So we'll kind of fill in or we're or considered our production needs. Um, so if I'm going to an event with Chet and he's announcing, I may go produce the show. Basically, I'm controlling what the viewer sees. Or if we have a producer, I'll go fill in on camera if we need someone. So um, that's kind of that's what's very fun about the job is we can float around and um, you know lead a production. Um, but we're like I said, we're a small company. We wear a lot of hats and we uh, we kind of dabble in in all sides of the production. But there was actually uh, the last two weekends, this is super rare. I've been home two weekends in a row, and I tell you what, I am absolutely itching to get to a racetrack right now, but same time, I got to remember, like, her girl, you're going to be on the road until December, basically. You got to enjoy these uh, times home when you can have them, so. That's, you know, we've all kind of had a long winter, especially if, if you were just moved to Indianapolis, you were up in the, the cold tundra like we were, and, and the same thing here. I went to Daytona. So that really was good because that kind of gave me my fix. And then I also was at Auto Club in California. And um, so I've had a couple races under my belt, which really helps. And it kind of makes the itch go away a little bit. And now I'm ready for it to warm up here so that our local racing can get started. So, yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. But Indianapolis is a wonderful town to live in. I love they have great restaurants. They have great sports. So that was a that was a good move. Was it because, um, you know, I guess I look at Indianapolis, kind of the hub of motorsports in some ways. Is that why you chose Indianapolis, or was there another reason why you moved there? Yeah, a couple of reasons. So um, first and foremost, four speed shift. Um, we we cover you know a handful of tracks and events here in Indiana, but. We do a lot out in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and kind of all over the place. Um, so, but it's 
like you said, it's a very motorsport centric city and we're trying to grow the company and it's a lot easier to find motorsports passionate people here in Indiana than it is in Minnesota. And not that you necessarily have to be to work in production, but it, it definitely helps when you're working long hours, you have to go to a racetrack every weekend, or I should say you get to go to a racetrack yeah. every weekend. <laughs> that passion definitely for it. So we're hoping to uh, open an office here very soon in Indy. Um, but also with me, like we've, uh, we've been in Minnesota the last three years. Um, my husband's from, from South Dakota. We've kind of lived all over, but that's where we've been recently. Um, just kind of needed a change, wanted to get a little bit closer to the racing we cover. And for a lot of my work that I do as a reporter um, for the, such as the Snowcross series, that's a traveling circuit across the country. So it's, uh, I can actually live just about anywhere and, and make it work. So it's nice to have that flexibility, but I am, I'm so excited to see what Indianapolis has to offer. Just last week, I was hanging out at, um, at the Bell Helmets headquarters here in the States in, uh, in Speedway, Indiana. I've been to a go-kart race on Tuesday nights. We've already been out to Indianapolis Motor Speedway to check some things out. So it's just nonstop fun, especially for a, a motor geek like myself. Yeah, it, it really is. Indy, Indy's a great town for even people who don't love motorsports, but especially if you're a motorsports lover. So did I hear you say that you cover things at Kokomo? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I think I might've seen you there last year. I went there with my friend, Jason Seltzer. I'd never oh. been to Kokomo and I'm learning a lot about a lots of kinds of racing that I didn't know that much about. So I primarily have a lot of short track asphalt tracks where I live. Uh, Kalamazoo, Galesburg, Berlin, you know, pretty much within probably, I would say within two hours, if not less, I could go to 15 tracks. I mean, we just, we, we are blessed. We have a lot of options, but I'm learning more about the dirt track. And of course, Jason is a huge sprint card lover. And so he encouraged me. So I went down there with a couple other people um, last year for it was a big event. I honestly can't tell you what it was, but it was in the fall I think it was like speed week and they traveled to different tracks and raced and anyway And I think you were there doing interviews would that have been would you have maybe been there last year? Um for uh for sprint week. It, it was sprint week Okay. Yeah, I wasn't um I wasn't reporting for that one, but we worked with USAC at the time, and I worked very closely with Georgia Henneberry, the reporter for the series. And um, once I got all the the production stuff squared away, I would usually take her and go to the pits and um, be her her camera girl, and she shot some content. So I was I was combing the pits with her almost every day, and that's where you might have seen me. But okay. yeah, Jason, he's a good buddy of mine. That's a small world. Very cool. It is a small. He's he's the announcer at uh, Kalamazoo as well, and so. Mm -hmm. I, I've known him quite a number of years and he's, I, I call him my other son. I have, I have a few boys that I call my boys because, and he's one of them, but um, yeah, that's very cool that you know him. He, he's an amazing guy. I, lo I, I love him to death. So that's awesome. I'm going to tell him we talked today. So Haley, what's the thing that you love most about your job? Well, I, uh, so many, it's honestly pretty hard to narrow it down. I, uh, as a reporter, I think the thing that I love so much is that this it's always something new and exciting and getting a getting to be able to to mingle with the the athletes, the teams, the the personnel from the series and always be in the in the know of the, the latest, greatest stories and 
um, you know, developing stories and whatnot. To me, that is, that's so exciting. Um, being a race fan my whole life and um, every Saturday night glued to the TV for uh, Supercross and um, just always being tuned in to, to what's going on in the motorsports world is, has been fascinating, but to getting, getting to be behind the scenes and um, kind of to an effect control what the, the viewer sees, um, that's, that's very exciting to me to be able to convey those stories. Yeah, you know, um, that's interesting because I'd never thought about who's, who's in the background you know, deciding what shot I'm going to see. And, and there's so many things I think that the, the typical race fan does not understand about not only racing and what it takes to put a race car on the track, but also we kind of take for granted, don't we? Um, the like speed shift TV or Mav TV or, you know, NBCSN or whoever we watch our sports on, there's a lot of people in the background that make sure we get the best shot or make sure we get the best story. And we kind of forget that it takes a lot of people to do that. And now that, you know, we're talking to you, it'll remind me when I watch speed shift TV that, Hey, Haley's in the background. And if I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm going to text her. <laughs> oh. For sure. But how, so like, how do you decide, like, what you're going to cover? Do you have more than one camera person, or how does that work? Yeah, we have, uh, we have, we have many camera operators that we work with. Um, we have a, a few part-time employees, if you will, that uh, will travel with SpeedShift, um, but a lot of the times, there are, there are many videographers all across the country, and if the track has a particular camera guy or camera girl that they work with, uh, we'll open it up to them and be like, hey, do you was it okay if we reach out to them, we work with them. Um, and it just gives, gives, gives back to the track a little bit, um, helps support some of the, the people here at the racetracks that we work with. So that's what we try to do. Um, but as far as how I decide which, which events I'm going to go to on the weekends, it um, all kind of depends on if I'm, if I, if I have a commitment to a series like Power Eye, um, where I'm their pit reporter for the year, I'm going to, those are kind of my my priority events, but there'll also be some shows like the All Star Circuit of Champions where I will I'll go there as a as a producer for the broadcast. But as far as what what Speed Shift covers, um, you know, we want to we want to give our fans everything and anything. So um, we're you know we're growing very fast, and as more camera operators and production specialists we can bring on, uh, we're always looking to beef up and, and add to our schedule. So um, yeah, any there's there, as, as you know, thousands of races going on on uh, any given night here, and we want to try and do as much of that as we possibly can. So um, dirt has always just been been our core, um, but I know that the sky's the limit, especially in this day and age as technology continues to progress. It makes our lives easier as media, um, so we want to we want to just keep honing in on that. Yeah, that's that's so true. I, you know, I was talking to somebody over the weekend and. And he said, you know, really what, what I've done wouldn't have been possible even really five years ago or 10 years ago for sure, because I've built it with an online presence and Facebook and Instagram and finding people like you. And, you know, a few years ago, that wasn't even out there. And so now I can sit at home and interview you in, in Indianapolis, and then I can share it with people all over the world. And it's just amazing, isn't it? The reach we can have and the impact I think we can have on, on people. And of course, I'm, you know, focusing on the women and trying to give the women in motorsports a little bit of attention and, um, 
you know, we say we want to connect and celebrate women in motorsports. And so that's, that's why we do this podcast. So um, tell me a little bit about just like a typical day at the racetrack. If you're, if you're going to be that, let's say you're going to be the production person at the race today. What does your day look like? Yeah. So um, usually we try to, if, if it's more than, I'd say four hours away. I try to get there the night before just so I can be up early and fresh and ready to hit the track. So I'll get there between like nine and 10.30 AM. Um, and if we need to run cable, we'll do that. Um, that, uh, that usually takes a bulk of the time, um, especially working at a new facility you've never worked at before. You gotta be prepared for, you know, they may have a, a crazy sound system or an outdated one. and you uh, you just got to make sure you have all the the correct uh, connectors and cable runs and all that. So that's first and foremost. Um, I spend a lot of time getting our, our production unit set up. Um, sometimes we have our production trailer. Other times it doesn't make sense to have it. So I'll set up the production unit up in the announcer's tower. Most of the time I'll be very close to the, the announcer or race control. Um, and that usually takes up a bulk of the day. Um, once, once that's done, um, myself or Chet or someone else from the team will go through the pits, we'll go throughout the facility, take photos, take video, do some Facebook lives. Um, it's, it's not as much about promoting the, the pay-per-view and the broadcast as it is promoting the event. Um, we've really marketed ourselves as a, a tool in a, in a track series or promoter's tool belt that we're going to help them uh, promote the event and put more butts in the seats because that's, you know, that's what ultimately makes an event and a uh, race successful. Um, so that's what we're out doing, trying to generate some social media and digital marketing buzz around it. And by the time we've, uh, we've done that, it's about time for hot laps. So we'll go up and uh, make sure we've tested everything thoroughly, do a test stream um, and as soon as hot laps hit the track, we're ready to go racing. And when it's time to tear down after the final victory lane, it, we can usually get out of there in just about an hour, depending on weather and, um, and things of that nature. So we'll, uh, yeah, it's, it's a full day affair for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it certainly is. And again, you know, you're there at nine o'clock in the morning and you might not leave till midnight. So it's a long, it's a long day, but it's also a fun day. So I was wondering about this part of it. A, a couple things I want to make sure we let people know is one, how can they follow SpeedShift TV? Is it, is it a subscription, that kind of thing? So tell us about that. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot, I see things on Facebook where like if someone's at the track and, and like I'm Facebook living my granddaughter's race, you know, my track owner doesn't care, but I do see where, there's a little bit of controversy about whether if you're showing it on the internet, if that hurts the people in the seats or if it helps. And obviously your people must think it helps or they wouldn't have you there. But could you speak to that a little bit about, you know, the controversy over that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so speech shift TV, they can be found at speechshifttv.com or on a, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at SpeedShift TV. We do offer a subscription. Um, it's 40 bucks a month, and that includes most live events that we do and full on-demand access, but it's everything else is available by pay-per-view if you don't want to sign up for the subscription. Um, you had mentioned, you brought up a very interesting point about um, Facebook living and, and free streaming in general. Um, you know, it's, it's, it all depends on who you talk to. As far as, as I'm concerned, as someone from the media, more media is good media. We want to be drawing attention, putting eyeballs on the speedway and the racing that's going on. Because at the end of the day, 
a racetrack and a race, they're not competing with other racetracks. They're competing with other fun stuff to do in the area. Right. You know, in let's say you're in Indianapolis, your local dirt track, you're competing with um, malls, swimming pools, um, restaurants, bars, fun stuff to do. And we really want to draw people into that. So, um, you know, if someone is going to do a Facebook live on their phone from the stands, um, most of the time, it's not going to be the, the whole event. And as far as our research and what we've found, it's not hurting the the pay-per-view or even the, the if some there's some events that we do a free stream for on social media it's not hurting that um and in my personal opinion i don't think it's going to keep someone from going to the races you know you cannot beat the the feeling of dirt hitting your face dirt in your beer um the smell of race fuel it doesn't come close to comparing for that and dirt track racing in particular motorsports in general it's a very very passionate audience they want that full experience and in my opinion, I don't think that a Facebook Live or media or live tweeting for that matter is going to hurt it. I think it can only benefit an event. I, I totally agree with you because I think, again, like you said, more attention is usually good attention or more media because, you know, like when my husband and I travel, if we're not traveling specifically for racing, when we get to an area, we're looking to see what is there to do. And if we see that there's a racetrack, then that's probably what we're going to do because we're race fans. But like you said, Indianapolis and, mm -hmm. and a lot of these bigger cities, e you know, even Kalamazoo, there's a lot of things to do. You, Grand Rapids is closed. Chicago's two hours. Detroit's two hours. People are always looking for fun things to do on the weekend. And a lot of times they don't even decide until, you know, we race on Friday night at Kalamazoo. They won't decide till Friday afternoon what they're going to do. And so the more you're out there in their face, I think, saying, hey, what a good time this is, what a reasonable cost it is, how much fun it is, the better. So I, I'm, I'm on your side of that, that part of it. Um, I can't imagine Facebook living a whole event, a whole night, you know, that I just don't see people doing that. And, and I think, honestly, if they're doing a Facebook Live, it shows that they're at the track and why aren't their friends at the track enjoying it too? So that's kind of how I feel about it as well. But I was curious if you ever got any pushback from anybody about that. So, so Haley, tell me, tell me some more things about speed shift that I haven't asked you about. Why would I want to subscribe and be part of speed shift? What am I going to get for that? So you're getting you're getting access to so many tracks and events worldwide, um, places that you may may not get to go just because of your your schedule, your busy life, or um, it it gives you a chance to experience a track out in the Pacific Northwest that you've never heard of before. In the ultimate goal, and I think the biggest compliment to our work, um, it shows us that this viewer was really satisfied is when we see in the comments, someone says, man, this is a cool track. I've got my ticket booked for next year. I'll see you there. That to me is so heartwarming. And that's what this is all about. Um, so Speed Shift, it, uh, it, just, it just opens up your horizons to show you all the different tracks out there, everything that's available. Um, and if you've ever been curious about what's going on, it's, um, it's Western Spring Speedway in New Zealand. Like this, this is your chance to to do it, and hopefully one day make make a trip down there. So it's a lot of value. It's we're broadcasting or we're covering between on demand and live streaming, three hundred and fifty events per year. 
you break that down, $40 a month, you're paying just a couple bucks for live broadcasts. And just kind of the way the, the industry was when we got into it, it's all been pay-per-view in dirt track racing. Um, you know, you're looking at anywhere from 15 to sometimes upwards of 35 bucks per per night of racing. And, you know, is it is it worth it? If you can't make it to the track, by the time you get there, you you spend, you drive all that way, you spend money on hotels, food, beverage, you name it. Um, it's, it can be a good value, but if you're, if you're a very passionate race fan, you want to watch a lot of racing, we understand that that's not the most economical option. So that was a, that's been an issue we've been faced with. And how do we make this more feasible and more reasonable for, for the average race fan? Um, so this VIP subscription is new to us and it's all about putting more eyeballs on the events that we cover and making it more doable for our race fans and more tangible. Very good. Very good. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a couple questions and if you prefer not to answer, then we'll delete this <laughs> out of the interview. But so, um, you can't do it for free. So you have, you must sell, um, advertising, I would guess, or have marketing partners or do the series and the tracks, do they pay you to cover? So are you willing to share a little bit how that works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how it works right now is we we do we have um, advertisers. We we uh, we certainly welcome any and all of that. Um, but because it's pay per view, um, we're actually um, purchasing broadcast rights from series and tracks. So we're actually paying them. Um, so there's no money involved for them. Um, and when it's a pay per view or subscription based event that we're doing now, the industry is very different in snowcross and snowmobile in the motocross world, and we haven't done a ton of ton of moto yet, but what's different about that realm of motorsports is that fans are used to getting their content for free. So how that'll work with, with ERX Motor Park, for example, it's all sponsor driven. So um, if they want free coverage, we provide them a number and they'll raise the advertising dollars and they get all the advertising rights on the broadcast. Um, but then it just gives it to the fans for free. So um, both are excellent options. Um, it's just a, it's just a very different model across the, uh, the two different kinds of motorsports. Okay. Cause I, I was curious about that. I was, I was assuming that the track or the series probably paid to have it covered because they want more, you know, so I, I just wasn't sure, but that's interesting to, to know how that works. So, um, about how many people work full-time at speed shift or full and part-time? Sure. Um, as of right now, we have six full-time employees. Um, we have about, two, um, excuse me, 32 part-timers. And then we have uh, dozens of contractors that we use, dozens of contracted um, camera operators, audio technicians. Uh, we work with track announcers when we go to a track. If Chuck yeah. Christner, our announcer, cannot make it. Um, so we have, a, it's a pretty pretty big team, but, um, as far as our, our, our full-time squad, very, very small, just the six of us. Okay. All right. That, that's, that's interesting too, because I, I can see how working with a videographer or photographer at a local track would be very beneficial because they already know a lot of the people and they know like this corner is usually where the wrecks are or whatever, you know, so, so, um, that's, that's nice to know that you try to try to work with local people as well, that, that helps them and it helps you too. So, um, this has been really interesting. I've learned a lot last, 
Last week, I interviewed four gals who do autocross, and oh. I've, I didn't know anything about autocross, and I was, so I was learning about that. I've learned a lot about drag racing since I started this. Um, even though Martin is, uh, 131 Dragway is so close to me, 15 minutes away, um, it just wasn't something I had done a lot of, and so I've gotten to learn a lot about that. Um, you know, Speed Shift TV, obviously I knew about you, um, about Speed Shift TV, but I didn't really know a lot, and so I thought, you know, you'd make a great interview because we want to get the word out about what you do. You know, when I'm sitting at home and can't get to all these places, I'm always looking to see women that are driving or racing or whatever at other tracks. And I, um, I used to be able to watch a station on my cable and they took it off. And so now I have to find other ways to find, you know, new drivers. And this will be a great way as well, Haley, to watch your broadcast and see what kind of women I can connect to. And, and that'll be That'll be a good connection for me. So I'm excited about that. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you would like to share or tell our listeners about? Yeah. So one thing I, I didn't mention when I, in the intro, when I was uh, kind of talking about my, my background and uh, where, where I'm from and how I got started is I don't, well, I did mention, I don't have a background in racing. Um, I have essentially just followed my passion um, from a very early age. Um, you know, I've been involved in motorsports and uh, always been a big fan. So it was actually when I was in, in high school, I was a, uh, I was a junior and we were lucky enough to have a brand new high school that had a, a TV production studio in it. We had broadcast journalism courses. So I took that as an, as an elective, not really expecting to love it as much as I did. And being the world's okayest student, I really found in broadcasting and TV production my niche. And it really took me, it gave me confidence. I was, I was doing very well at it. Um, and it was a creative outlet for me to, you know, talk about my love for motorsports or go out and learn how to film and edit um, a news piece together. So that's kind of where it all started. And that's when the gears started turning is, hey, this is something that I can do for a career. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I've done. I, I went to, went to college for this, um, graduated with a public relations degree. And the, the goal has always stayed the same is that I want to be, I want to be a pit reporter, but to get there, I wanted to be knowledgeable on all sides of production and motorsports media. So my career up until this point, I really just recently started reporting on a um, a prominent basis a year and a half ago. Um, a series finally took a chance on me and it's been, it's been great ever since. Before then, I've been able to work with race teams, tracks, series on the marketing side, in addition to my work with Speed Shift. And I think that's really helped me. Um, it's made me a very well-rounded employee and staff member on, you know, whatever side of the, the production I want to work on. And um, I still have a lot to learn. I thrive on learning. Um, but the, the moral of the story is, and I hope that um, not just young women hear this, but anyone who's interested in getting a career in, in motorsports is just follow your passion. And that's going to lead you so much further than uh, any, anything you can learn in a textbook. And not to say that education is not important. It absolutely is. College taught me how to learn, but I don't, I don't know that I would be here with just my degree. You've got to be passionate about it. Um, and like I said, you don't necessarily have to be a driver or someone who came from a racing family to do this. My family, they'd, they'd been interested. They'd watch NASCAR every once in a while, but they weren't hardcore fans. 
um, this is just kind of something that, that I followed. And um, now my family is getting into it because my husband and I are so passionate about mm -hmm. it. Um, but you can just follow your passion and uh, see where it takes you. I think that that's excellent advice because um, a lot of younger girls want to be a NASCAR driver. And I understand that. But we all have to have plan B. And it doesn't mean you can't be involved in motorsports. You probably never dreamed that this is where you were going to be in this part of your life. And now that you're here, you look back and you see that there were things that happened that prepared you to be here that you didn't know at the time. You know, so that's, that's kind of cool too. I find that in my own life. I've looked back at things that I learned how to do and didn't think I'd ever need it. And then here I am. So um, I never thought I'd enjoy doing podcasts, but I really love telling people's stories. And that's really what podcasting is, is telling your story. Um, you know, I, I did that when I owned a newspaper and I, I love doing human interest stories. And it's really kind of the same thing, only now in the, the age that we live in, everything's digital or video and internet based. And so I've really found that I love doing that as well. So um, I, I love the association and I love the magazine that I do, but I also am really enjoying the podcast. So um, Haley, I have really enjoyed talking with you today. And I'm, I want to know, like, is there a way we can find your schedule so that if you're anywhere close to where, where I am, I could come and, and see and watch what you do? Absolutely. And I do a couple, I do a handful of events outside of SpeedShift TV, but in the summer that takes up the bulk of my schedule. Um, just check out our schedule at speedshifttv.com. There's a schedule button at the top of the page and um, more than likely I'll be somewhere every weekend. So I hope to hope to see all of our viewers out there. Come say hi to me at the track and um, you can find me on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at SpeedShiftHaley. I am so, so, so thrilled to share my story. If if you have ideas you want to bounce off me or, um, you know, just looking for any advice, I'm happy to help in any capacity. So I'd love to connect and hopefully meet you at track one of these times. I'm, I'll absolutely see you at a track sometime for sure. I know that. And um, one way you could help is if you run across any women that are involved in motorsports that you think would make a good story for the magazine or a good podcast, I'd love for you to share or connect us. So that would be great. Um, tell your husband, thank you for getting this started. I think it's a great, it's a great company and it's a great way for race fans to be able to stay connected to racing that they can't always get to the track. And we go to the track as much as possible, but we just can't be everywhere. And sometimes it's nice to be able to catch up with what's going on other places. So thank you and, and your team for what you do. And I will uh, post your, your information on Facebook and let people know how to find you. And uh, I will hopefully, hopefully get to meet you real soon, Haley, maybe this summer. I hope so. Thank you so much for your time and for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Haley. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMANation at gmail.com.